morning. It is time to get up with a West Coast winner. Harbaugh says hello to Hollywood and Herbert. Are the Chargers Super Bowl bound? Meanwhile, they are feeling blue in Ann Arbor. Could they be about to go from first to worst in the blink of an eye? And then it's championship weekend, and here come the superstars. Is this finally the time Lamar Jackson stakes his claim to the top of the entire NFL? Oh, let's do this, people. It is a Thursday. We are ready to go. The squad is rolling. We are feeling fired up. We got two huge games this weekend. We've got Paul Feinbaum standing by, and we had huge news from both college and the NFL last night. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Paul Feinbaum ready to comment on the big story. Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan fresh off his national championship. He will coach Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, and that is the way it is being phrased everywhere you look. He's not going to L.A. He's going to coach Herbert, according to our Adam Schefter, who will join us later. Harbaugh has agreed to a five-year deal. How good of a coach has he been? About as good as you can possibly be. Everywhere he's gone, he has won. At the college level, his team set all, all of them set single-season program records for wins. Of course, he took the 49ers from a team that hadn't been in the playoffs in years through three consecutive NFC Championship games and was this close to winning a Super Bowl in a game against his brother about a decade ago. So here he comes back. Here's our squad. And Paul Feinbaum, I will start with you. I, you were the first person I thought of yesterday. We don't have Jim Harbaugh to kick around anymore, although at the very end there in college, he, You're gonna find he, someone new. he turned the tables. What is your reaction to Harbaugh leaving Michigan, headed to Coach Herbert in L.A.? Well, he's going to the right place, Greedy, because even Steven Spielberg in Hollywood could not have come up with a more unbelievable script. Here's a guy that three years ago nearly gets fired at the University of Michigan. His contract is cut in half. What does he do? He wins the national championship. And don't forget, two years ago, he literally waits in the, in the waiting room uh, eating, eating snacks while the Minnesota Vikings are, are about to call him in. And, and they turn him down. It's, a, it's, a, it's absolutely humiliating. He tucks his tail. He goes back to Michigan. And what does he do? He, he makes three straight runs to the playoffs. He wins the national championship. And then he leaves behind a, a very complicated legacy, but a national championship. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into the college part of this in a few minutes because I think there's a lot there. And as I mentioned, Shefty will join us a little later, but came out, I come to you for the insight. This always felt like oh, yeah. a marriage waiting to happen, and now it has. Yeah, this, this pretty much was the worst kept secret in the NFL. Everybody you talked to expected this to happen. Um, now, it was always an attractive situation because why? Because they got a franchise quarterback. And if you got that, that's half the battle. But in Los Angeles, there are questions about the roster. It's an aging roster, it's salary cap issues. There are a lot of things happening. But the next step for Jim Harbaugh is figuring out who's going to be on his staff. And also, they got to find a GM. Okay. So there's a lot of questions that remain there, but there's only one that really mm-hmm. matters. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert now has a coach that gets him into the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, Joe Burrow conversation. He, he's that talented of a player, and they now have a coach that is going to allow that talent to ascend into that conversation. They put Kansas City on notice. We're going to watch Kansas City play in the AFC Championship for the sixth year in a row. Kansas City no longer just gets to kind of dominate that division. They've candidly put the whole conference on notice. 
And you can't win in that conference. Make it, it's different than the NFC. You can't matter in that conference without a superstar quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have that in Herbert. And now Herbert has a guy that is going to take that talent. The most quarterback, the most talented quarterback Jim Harbaugh has ever had is Andrew Luck. This cat's not far off talent-wise. And we know what he made Andrew Luck into the number one pick of the draft. This is huge for the Chargers, and it's massive for Herbert. This is the best thing that's going to happen to Justin Herbert in his career. Yeah. To be able to have a competent head coach to make grown-up decisions when it comes to football. Also, I love the balance that Jim Harbaugh and his offensive philosophy is going to bring to this football team. Everything is not going to be on Justin Herbert and his shoulders. He values the run game. He utilizes his tight ends. He loves to build his teams from the trenches and then everywhere else. The quarterback is already in place, and I love the three solid offensive linemen that they do have, the young ones, and mm -hmm. Sawyer and Zion Johnson and Slater. So you have three pieces uh, to the puzzle up front as well. I think now when I look at this football team, who is going to be, Dio, that bell cow bat sure. for this football team? Because Blake Corum. We, yep. Look, look, no, no, but it's a possibility. They, they, they may be able to draft him. Yeah, he yeah, could yep, draft yeah. him in the second round. He could draft Brock Bowers in the first round, mm -hmm. a tight end that Paul knows so well from Georgia who fits perfectly into the offense that he wants to run. I, I agree with you. It's fascinating. I want to get back to Herbert just briefly for a moment here because that's what the story is. Uh, Jim Harbaugh chose this spot. He had options. Jim Harbaugh chose this spot to go coach You've been this, on this quarterback. You've been on this. I, I just happened to have a conversation with him about it a year ago. The, 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 the point is – when we watch Herbert, he seems to have all the tools. People want to know, like, is he that level of good? I feel like you just said it to talent us, wise, I want you to say he, it again. Talent-wise, he, he is, is, he is Allen, uh, Burrow, Bur Lamar, Burrow, that level yeah, good. Physical talent-wise, absolutely. I mean, he's six foot five, 240 pounds. He could throw the ball from, you know, the goal line to the 50-yard line, five feet off the air, and he can run like a deer. So physical talent-wise, it's everything. He's, he's just never had that offensive-minded head coach to be the person that surged them forward. He was under Brandon Staley, defensive-minded head coach, and he's had a couple different coordinators. But if you take this, this young talent and you put him with a coach that has that offensive vision of this is the style of football that we're going to play, he's done this without Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He's done yeah. that without yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh has excelled with Josh Johnson, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, J.J. McCarthy, He's done this with Brandon Staley. Yeah. What do, you, what do we think? We expect yeah. him to. So can, you're asking me, can he get into that conversation of the top five in the league? Unequivocally, absolutely yes. I want to value how important it is for Justin Herbert to have a guy that can speak the same language mm -hmm. as him. Mm -hmm. Played the position. Jim Harbaugh played with the San Diego Chargers when they were in San Diego. He did. He got drafted by the Chicago Bears. He played the quarterback position. That's why him and J.J. McCarthy and their relationship Bro, is so dynamic. Think about, the, think about the stars, the young stars at the position in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes went in with Andy Reid, offensive-minded guy. Lamar Jackson was with Greg Roman. Now Harbaugh's maybe a little bit of a different conversation. Joe Burrow, offensive-minded guy. Zach Taylor. Josh Allen, he's got Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator now. Sean McDermott was a D. You, you got to get these young freaks. C.J. Stroud, offensive-minded Bobby Sloak. You got to get them with either an elite offensive coordinator or an offensive-minded head coach. You can't just have it as this defensive-centric philosophy. I think why it's such a big reason, so key for Justin Herbert, is because you see the talent, but the questions about 
can, how good is this guy? We don't really know because we've seen the Chargers be hamstrung by their defense, by, by, you know, by their head coach, the decisions that are made late in games and stuff like that. And that's, that's the difficult thing with Justin Herbert because you see the talent, but so many people are wondering, when is he going to take that next step? Well, now he has the opportunity to do that with this head coach. You mean he has an adult in the room now? I'm not going to go that far, Harold. I but I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I, I agree completely with everything that's been said here, primarily with what Harry said. This is the best day Justin Herbert has had since he got drafted. This is the best thing that could possibly happen to any young quarterback is having Jim Harbaugh hired. Mm -hmm. This will elevate Herbert as high as he can go. Yeah. Whatever he's capable of, no doubt. that's what Harbaugh will and, get and out there's, of him. There's two things really attached to this. Number one, even though he's remarkably talented, you still knew when he had to go head-to-head -head and, and, and beat a Patrick Mahomes or a Burrow, there was the asterisk of like, yep. yeah, but – can, can Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley actually go do it? Now it's Justin Herbert and Jim, Jim Harbaugh. And I think the second thing is, as unbelievable as he is in talent, and he's got this, I could be top five MVP caliber ability, he has had moments in games late where you go, it's almost similar to some of the stupidity about Josh Allen. You know, like late in games, can you be the person to make the play rather than make the mistake. Mm -hmm. Again, that's Jim Harbaugh's addition is going to close that gap. He'll, he'll take him from like a talent to like a dominant winner. Yeah, the margin, uh, the margin for error was so slim. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I think also, Dio, from the, a talent perspective when it comes to Justin Herbert, being a wide receiver and just seeing how he sure. throws the football, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be able to, you know, tap into his mental a little bit, hey, you don't have to throw this one 100 miles As hard as hour. you can. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You can That's take a enough. Every ball is flat. Exactly. Yep. So, we all think this is going to go very well for Harbaugh. We all think it's going to go very well for Justin Herbert. How is it going to go for the program that he leaves behind? He is a Michigan man. He did exactly what he set out to do, Paul. He went there to win a championship. He did something that even his mentor, Bo Schembechler, never did. Schembechler never won the national title at Michigan. Harbaugh does. The overwhelming expectation is that Sharon Moore, who was the offensive coordinator, who coached six games for them this year when Harbaugh served his two suspensions, will get that job. Where does this leave Michigan in the wake of Harbaugh's departure? Well, more than likely, a week from now, they will make the decision to elevate Sharon Moore, who, who really did a fine job. But the issue is, is what's going on around him. Don't forget, Greeny, the Big Ten is not what it was this year. You've got those four schools coming over from the Pac-12. And on top of that, here are the two things that Sharon Moore will probably have to worry about. Second week of the season at the Big House, they're playing Texas, which was in the Final Four, as everyone knows. Texas is going to be one of the top two or three teams in the country. At the end of the season, they go to Columbus. And this is not this year's Ohio State team. This Ohio State team has, has just loaded up, especially in the portal. Uh, they picked up uh, Alabama's best defensive player. They've got Ole Miss's best running back. They also picked up a future quarterback from Alabama. So Ryan Day will likely be either number one or two in the preseason and you don't want to lose to Ohio State in your first season at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh knows what, all about that. Which will bring us to the point that Harry was making to me before the show, and I'd like you to make it again right now. 
Glenn Frey. The heat is on <laughs> when it comes to Ryan Day. The heat is on. on. It's fried, but you, yes. You, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Came from Beverly Hills Cops, my favorite yeah, Yes, movie. yes, yes. He was in the Eagles. But the, he, he has no The heat business. is on Ryan Day. Yes, it is, 100%. Because you now, tell me on Ryan Day, you, man. Listen, you have Jim Harbaugh removed from Michigan. You lost to Michigan the last three years. Right, the Michigan Wolverines were able to make the college football playoffs three times in a row. You have transfers coming to your school. You're stacking up. You got Bill O'Brien as your offensive coordinator, taking a lot of pressure off for you. This there is, is no excuse. Day. Is, Ryan day Ryan day. is Ryan Day the new guy for Feinbaum? Is he going to transfer from Harbaugh to Ryan Day? <laughs> Let's find out. Is that oh, the new guy? If, if, if they if they have a bad season <laughs> this year, are we going in? <laughs> Uh, 100%. I mean, if Ryan Day doesn't beat Michigan, I'll finish that statement later. I mean, look, we need someone to kick around in the Big Ten for Paul, right? Hey, why, do they, why do they have to wait a week? I mean, Sharon Moore should be the head coach yesterday. Why, why does it have to wait a week? I love you, man. It, it, it's a, uh, it's a legal situation. They have, they have yeah. to wait a week based on state law. Yeah, so uh, uh, Dan is going to campaign to change that law. We'll see if we can't get that done one way or another. The overwhelming expectation is that Moore will ascend to that job. We will see what the NCAA ultimately does with Michigan. There are a lot of moving parts, but the biggest of them is Jim Harbaugh moving to L.A. to coach Justin Herbert. Paul, stay close by. We'll come back to you as we continue, and thank you as always. In the meantime, oh, yeah, the conference championship games are upon us this weekend. Let's do keys to victory for each team. Dan. Let's start in the NFC. What are the keys? Biggest key for victory for the 49ers. Yeah, just watching how Brock Purdy takes shots downfield. You know, this is the Detroit Lions team that wants to pressure and pressure and pressure. And for much of the game last week, he struggled with that. A little bit of weather, a little bit of hesitancy. When it mattered the most, it was huge. And then can San Francisco stop the outside run? I'm telling everybody right now, you're going to hear the phrase pin-pull in this game a ton. If they don't stop that run from Detroit, and they've struggled to do it all year, Detroit wins this game. This is a strength of theirs. Kmart, meanwhile, you covered the Lions last week. You have them this week. Watch their biggest key. For me, it's Jared Goff has to continue being as good as he has been in the fourth quarter. This is a guy, nobody has more passing yards in the fourth quarter than than Jared Goff. And also, this defense also has to get pressure on Brock Purdy. I talked to defensive tackle Liam McNeil yesterday on the phone, and he said, listen, with any quarterback beyond Jared Goff, you got to bring pressure, so that's what they're going to try to do against Purdy. All right, that's the NFC game. Let's go to the AFC champion, uh, or championship game, I should say, and the champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. Harry, what's their key? For me, the run game of Isaiah Pacheco. So far within these playoffs, 39 carries, 186 yards, and two touchdowns. He is the key component to this offense, being able to take a lot of pressure off Patrick Mahomes and what they're lacking at the wide receiver position. And they go up against the Ravens, Danny. What is the key for Baltimore in this game? Yeah, Lamar handling this unique pressure from Kansas City and Steve Spagnuolo. Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best big game defensive coordinators and pressure design builders. And I think Lamar's got to be very careful. Like, they're just going to try to pressure you with different looks and create takeaways. Second thing, this linebacker crew in Baltimore. It, you show, show how great you are. I don't know if America truly appreciates how good Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are. I would tell everybody this. It is the best linebacker duo in the NFL since Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willits to San Francisco. And those two dudes were freaks. This group, we, we haven't done them justice. It's our fault. This defense as a whole is freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. One of my jobs, I, I, I take a lot of pride in it. Like you, When you go into these games, you try to figure out 
how teams are going to attack defenses, right. Right? right? This has been the hardest one I've had. Why? I can't find flaw. I can't find a weakness. You have playmakers at all three levels. I, I, there's, yes. I, I sit there and I go, they, got de- they have a defensive tackle in, in Matabike who's oh. in the top five in the history of the Baltimore Ravens for single-season sack records. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. We're, we're talking about the Ravens. Yeah, think about you know? the defense. So, play, yeah, Suggs and and And, and Clowney and, and Van Noy yeah. have been amazing on yeah. the edges. Those backers are insane. Hamilton's the best nickel we've seen in the NFL in 10 years. And he's a safety. Buddy. So I, I just – I sit there and I go, I don't, I don't know – how Kansas City, it'll be the best performance of the season. Because Kansas City was able to attack the Bills where they were weakest. Like, they went into that game. The Bills went into that game understanding they had to rely on a lot of backups. And the linebacker, they were decimated. All season, their defense was decimated. A strength for the Ravens is what Dan is talking about with Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. All three and, levels. And Hamilton, barely. right? Because you're not going to get the matchup like you had with A.J. Klein trying to guard yeah. a Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Right. You're not going to have a Taron Johnson in the box trying to get ran over. 14 of his face exactly. right in the middle of yep. it. Well, so, so if I were to make the point that if Kansas City was being quarterbacked in this game by anyone other than number 15, Zero shot. we would give them no yeah. chance maybe, to win, maybe right? Maybe Josh Allen, yes. Yeah, they, they would have no shot. To, to win. So what does Patrick have to do? Pat, Patrick's going to have to have a vintage, historical performance. It is going to we, – we will come in after – if Kansas City wins, we will come in from that game and say unbelievable performance by both him and Kelsey. They're going to have to do a fantastic job of trying to hide Kelsey and feel is going to have to be the story of the game. This is the best zone defense in football that Baltimore runs. Four strong formations. you got to flood. you got to try to confuse this defense. And then you're trying to get Kelsey – to just have those unique instances where he sees it the same way as Patrick Mahomes and he sits where green grass is and it's the dominant part of the game. Can they line him up at tailback or off the ball, tight end essentially, and maybe get a matchup where you put one of those backers, Queen or Roquan, in that conflict situation and you ball fake them, you get their eyes to be in the wrong spot and you that's a perfect throw, it's not bad coverage. And then how, how many different ways down in the red zone can it just be like, hey, my guy better than your guy's ball? And that's not going to be easy. But they hide him backside. They go a little ball fake with the three tight ends. And they kick it to Kelsey. And they say, recess football, man. Go make a play. Greeny, these, these are hard. Like, this is hard for me to try to figure out ways. I, we, we don't. This, this defense is historically great. Yeah. And you know what's great about this defense? They have an attitude. Thanks to not – in large part to Roquan Smith. Like I say, this kid, this guy is my he's spirit a, he's a animal. Huge part of it. Like he, it, it, it feels like how the Ravens should be. Like he yes. fits this system, but he brings that attitude. I remember when the Ravens played the Browns. The Ravens are like, we're the. Be- I don't care about the Browns. Like we are going to show this season, we are the best defense, yeah. and and they've done that. But it's that swag, not to go along with the talent that they have. You want to you want to use a clinic tape on how to run to the football and have all hats to the football. Buddy. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. It's literally when you grow up, see ball, get ball. Yeah. Uh, when, so we we called uh, Week 18 versus the Steelers, and so we're sitting down with Baltimore and having conversations with them. You're around Roquan. 30 seconds, the room is different. Mm-hmm. The 30 seconds, you're like, yeah. this dude is different. And the name that everybody, in a respectful manner, uses when they reference Roquan Smith, Ray Lewis. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the name that mm. everybody says. So, for Kansas City to win, it will have to be – I saw Marcus said this, right? Marcus said it would be the greatest 
playoff win of his career? Uh, uh, for Mahomes, yeah. Zero lies told. Yeah. Uh, they are only a three and a half. Last I saw, Hembo, correct me if I'm wrong, three and a half is the number on this game. So, for whatever reason, we're not approaching this. ESPN bet and others not approaching it as one-sided. And maybe that is overwhelmingly respect to Mahomes yes. and to his coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who has and been known to scheme up a little something that surprises me. Last people. week, two things for Kansas City's offense. It was their cleanest game when it came to penalties and drops and self-inflicted wounds. And it was by far their best game plan. Mm -hmm. Can you do it again? All right. We're going to find out on Sunday. We'll make our picks as we go. We're all over both of these games. As we continue, we'll look at the NFC game. Will Brock be ready to roll Sunday night again? Against Detroit, will it be a purdy party or will the Lions be the ones who roar? We'll be all over that, plus the story of the week. The family feud in Dallas. Why hasn't anyone come to Dak's defense? We're still waiting. We're still listening. Silence is deafening. We'll be right back. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Get Up is brought to you by Freeform. Chrissy and Dave dine out. Watch new episodes Wednesdays. All right, everybody, take a look at this. After landing their man, the Chargers oh changed God. their profile picture on X. Chargers have the best social team in And, and the NFL. look what they posted. They posted the words, <laughs> who's got it better than us? There it is right there. What do you think? Amazing. Nobody! <laughs> This is a match. I'm now deaf. Okay, we are. Uh, I can no longer hear. Uh, thank you. Uh, we will continue. But Dak is whack. Well, the Cowboys are catching flack for not defending Dak. Why don't they have his back? We'll and talk where about is that the slack? In just a moment. Click clack. Glenn Frey.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, approaching the bottom of the hour. Look who has joined us, the one, the only, Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio Coast to Coast. We borrow him every now and then. Hi, Chris. Because we need to play the game that is sweeping the nation. It is called Can He or Can't He? Let's do it, big fella. Let's start in the AFC Championship game. Can Lamar Jackson outplay Patrick Mahomes? Can he or can't he? He can. Now, here's the thing. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, and if he can force the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs to have to fight the war on two fronts, then I think that's where you're going to get the best out of Lamar. Now, conversely, I think the defense – from the Baltimore Ravens is going to have something to say. Again, I think they're the better unit on the field when you're comparing the two teams. So because of the defense that Lamar is facing, as opposed to what Pat Mahomes is going up against, I give Lamar the edge. Yeah, we were just talking about the Ravens' defense a moment ago, so right on cue. How about this one? Can Brock Purdy win this weekend without Debo Samuel? Can he or can't he? He can, and he did it last week, and he did it last year. Now it gets exponentially harder without Debo on the field. Their yards per rush goes down from 5.6 to 3.6, and then the QBR goes down a full 10 points. So it gets harder. The degree of difficulty gets ratcheted up without Debo on the field. But this is something that Brock Purdy can absolutely do, and it'll go a long ways, in my mind, of proving that he's the long-term solution at quarterback. And then the big story today, we opened with Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Can he lead them to a Super Bowl? Can he or can't he? He can, but I ain't saying it with my chest because he's in a division with Pat Mahomes, and last I checked, the Kansas City Chiefs won that division eight straight years. So 
There have only been seven wild card teams to win a Super Bowl, and all of them have had Hall of Fame quarterback play. So Jim Harbaugh, by virtue of taking this job, is telling us that he believes that he can get Justin Herbert to play at that level in order to beat Pat Mahomes for the division or to be a wild card, go on the road, and win a Super Bowl. And Danny thinks he can. We'll talk more about that as we go. In the meantime, the Cowboys continue to be the center of the drama. I will give you the full setup again for those of you who have not been with us this week. Social media after the loss, the heartbreaking loss a week and a half ago. C.D. Lamb's mother on Facebook said that she wished her son, C.D. Lamb, would be traded and added, quote, Dak isn't it, in all capitals, with a bunch of exclamation points. Dak's brother Tad chimed in over the weekend. He posted on X, Cowboys fans who continue to DM me, trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. And then there's Micah Parsons' brother, Terrence, who said that Dak needs to take a team-friendly deal. He's got his hands in Dak's pockets. He posted Dak should, quote, take $40 million or pack your bags. Now, Micah Parsons did respond to that, though he didn't mention Dak specifically. He said any comments made by Terrence Parsons Jr. are his and his alone. As you know, if I have something to say, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team. My brother's on my team in the city of Dallas. And I'm more committed than ever to bring a championship to the greatest fan base on earth. Again, he doesn't mention Dak specifically. And Jeff Saturday yesterday here was fired up. Did freaking Jerry Jones hasn't come out and said, this is my guy. This is our guy. We're going to build around this. This is how we do it. He just did it with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He did it with a freaking coach that everybody's trying to run out of town, and he doesn't do it for a quarterback that's been there for freaking 10 years, bro. It's absolutely absurd. So he's talking about Jerry Jones, and I would add, we've not heard any. And Micah Parsons sort of disassociated himself from what his brother said, but he didn't specifically defend Dak Prescott. No one has. This is, and, and we're still waiting. I mean, I just keep counting the days. We talked about this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today is Thursday. Ample opportunity for someone in that team, whether it is upstairs in the front office or downstairs from that locker room, to defend the quarterback, and no one has. What does that mean? I think that means that there are a lot more questions in Dallas that, that have to be answered in the way of leadership. And I don't know how that gets better with Mike McCarthy going into the season as a lame duck coach, and especially when you consider the offseason that the Dallas Cowboys have to have when you're going to pay Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, and Dak Prescott at the top of their positions. I mean, Dak might be the highest paid player in NFL history. So I, I guess when I'm looking at this situation – knowing how much swing those players are going to have once we start talking about the contracts that Jerry's going to have to dole out, mm -hmm. I think the noise is only going to get louder. They're, they're, they're fam they're, their families, those conversations that they're having in private, that stuff is bubbling up to the surface now on social media, and I don't know how those players walk that back, and so I only think that it's going to breed more tension as we move forward in Dallas. They, they better squash this, both privately and publicly. Mm -hmm. They got to do something. One, they got to figure out where it came from. We got to figure out who is just, you know, why is it okay for family members to speak negatively on teammates? Is it like, hey, you guys stay off social media. Don't comment about our teens on social media. This is going to fracture relationships in that building. If it's not squashed, it'll fracture the locker room. If it's not squashed, it'll fracture leadership roles. If it's not squashed. Here's my thing. I, I said this the other day. <clears throat> You could say what you want about Dak on the field. I obviously have had my opinion about him as a player. He doesn't deserve this. Mm -mm, he no. doesn't deserve this. And if we just, as an organization, just continue to – what other quarterback does this get, like, said about? Kirk Cousins and Dak are, I guess, arguably the same type of player, whatever fan base. This would never happen with Kirk Cousins. Mm -mm. 
Never happened with Kirk Cousins. No one would say this about him. And the organization certainly wouldn't allow it. I, I'm struggling to understand. Let's, let's, no not, let's way. not go. I can see you reacting yeah. to that, but let's not go there mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter. Kirk Cousins is a whole other thing. Dak is. Why is it that this is basically being? I don't want to slept say, under the stand, rug. Well, I mean, my point I, I, I is, I don't, don't want to say it. I don't think it's cool at all, though. I, I really What's don't. What's cool? Not cool. I don't though. think family members saying what they're saying about the quarterback position. Of course not. Is cool at all, right? And and I think at some point when I look at C.D. Lamb, I start with him. You just had over 1,700 yards and 12 touchdowns with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, literally. You just, just made you, just you became, a guy who's going to become the highest paid Michael Irvin for the most receiving yards in Dallas Cowboy franchise history with Dak Prescott throwing you the football, right? And also when I look at Michael Parsons and his brother, like, it, it's just – it bothers me that, like you mentioned, Grady, that no one in that locker room is saying, hey, man, this is my quarterback. We, we rocking with him. We, we, we good. Think, think- Even if it's not true. <laughs> somebody right, got it, it, even if it's not true. Yes. They somebody got to come Remember step up T.O. for the man. the press conference. Romo is my quarterback. Or his quarterback. Where is someone getting up and saying that's my quarterback so, and crying at the podium? What's interesting is that it's not happening in Dallas. But you saw all season a lot of people were criticizing Brock Purdy. You saw Debo Samuel. You saw Fred, Fred Warner. You saw a lot of 49ers coming to the defense of their quarterback. And you also saw, even recently, the Bucks, where C.J. Gardner-Johnson says, you know what, this Tampa team, they, they might be pretty good if they had a good quarterback. Right. And guys on the Bucks were like, wait, hey, Baker's our dude. Like, we'll ride with Baker. And you don't see that. And Dak has been there so long. And I think, honestly, this stems from when he first was trying to get paid. And Jerry kind of dragged his feet. And I think there have just been questions. Yes, he did get paid initially, but I just never felt like in Buffalo – Whatever you feel about Josh Allen, they ride with 17, like, until the wheels fall yeah. off. And they made it sure, this is our guy. This is who we're paying. Eventually, you get sick of it, though. Like, eventually. I the, wish Dak would go somewhere else. As a player, for sure. <laughs> eventually, you get sick and tired of it. I've gotten my money. I'm appreciative of that. Cool. All that's part of it. Like, eventually, you get sick and tired of it. And you say, fine, if you don't want me, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Get rid of He has a no-trade clause, I think, and a no-tag. No, thing. And let me tell you exactly what yeah. he has. He has leverage that no other player in the history of the, of the National Football League has had. He has a $59.5 million cap number for right. next year. He has a no-trade clause, and he has a can't-tag-me clause. So he can 100% control what happens from here. And to your point, he has been the adult in the room, yeah. however well or poorly he has played, from the minute he got yeah. there through all of the nonsense that happens there, from, from, the, from the Micah Parsons side of it, First of all, he's got something to say about literally everything everything all the rest of the time. And it was their defense that got humiliated and exposed in that playoff loss a hell of a lot more than Dak Prescott did. Whoa, I'm not going to take that far. I mean, Dak Dak threw an interception, gifted him a point-blank touchdown. Both parties, they both suck. They weren't good. Listen to me. That wasn't good. I just turned around. Green Bay just scored again. They just ran They were both bad. But I guess my whole point is I can't get the optic of what C.D. Lamb did on the first drive out of my head and I'm not going to dismiss all of the criticism coming from in that locker room toward Dak Prescott there's something there like usually when an organization and a player at odds that's one thing but when players and players families are taking shots at Dak that is telling in terms of their respect level for that quarterback so what does it mean? for whatever reason. What does it mean? What, what I mean, the reason what, what it means is that they don't have leadership within the organization. What it means is that the players are taking their cues from the owner in terms of them and their families taking shots at whoever they want to. Mm. And it's not going to lead to the Dallas Cowboys accomplishing their ultimate goal, which is trying to win a championship. Think about it in this regard. 
What other, so we just watched those two be the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL this year. Him and CeeDee Lamb, yeah. arguably. Tyreek Hill, complete opposite of how he talks or anybody in, re- in relation to Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Um, Justin Jefferson praises Kirk Cousins. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup rave about Matthew Stafford. I'm trying to think. You know, Nico Collins lauds over C.J. Stroud. Yeah. OBJ about Lamar. Mm-hmm. We just watched this guy's family speak very publicly, negatively about the quarterback. And, and, say, and nothing's been done. In that same post, she said, I wish he could go to Houston because C.J. Stroud is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, but here, we, all, we, we can all agree that a family member saying something negatively about that player is bad. The fact that the organization hasn't done That's anything. That's the bigger issue. A, a, a teammate, a, a coach, the owner, somebody hasn't come out and publicly said, hey, we're going to handle that internally. Dak Prescott is our guy, and he's the, he's the reason why we think we can win a Super Bowl. That's a problem. And until they squash it privately and publicly, it will remain a lingering problem. I agree. The family members can say whatever they want to say. They're, they're, they're individuals. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to stand up there and say, Dak is our guy. And the fact, to your point, that they haven't suggests not everyone believes it. They can't walk that back. They can't walk that back. I hear what Dan was saying. They got to try and squash uh, no, it, though. They, they, they got to try, but you can't walk that back. You can't walk that back. No, I, don't, so, I, I disagree. So Lamb's relationship with Dak you think is broken. Well, it's not just C.D. Lamb's, though. That's what everybody's focused it's, it's like everybody's focusing on C.D. Lamb. This is Terrence Parsons, Michael Parsons' brother coming out and saying something, too. Right. Like, those are the two but best players on the that. team aside from the quarterback. You got Dak's people saying that we wish – trust me, if, if, if he can go, we wish he can go. go. Right. So you have three different parties playing a part in this whole ordeal that we're talking but about. But that's right the now. problem, though, when you have a lame duck coach in Mike McCarthy that is not displayed the leadership, especially in the moments that it matters most for this team. Dak to Atlanta, who says no. Jeff brought it up yesterday. Dak to Atlanta with Bill Belichick as the coach, who says no. Hey, after what I witnessed the last two years with the Atlanta Falcons, their quarterback <laughs> situation – Bring I'd Dak like, and his like, ass right on down I'd there. like to Please. see Dak somewhere else. It's almost like the Mike Tomlin thing. Part of me wishes Mike Tomlin would go somewhere else so Steelers fans who want him fired could see what life without him would be like. I wonder how life would be like, what life would be like if Dak was somewhere else. How would he thrive? Could the Dallas Cowboys thrive without him? Trying to read Dan's face. I would want to know who's the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. It, it would be the best quarterback Atlanta's had since Matt. Josh yeah. McDaniel. Dio, what I Send him to Atlanta, this, and Atlanta can year, win that division. And last year, at the quarterback position in Atlanta, Dad, we will welcome you with open arms. Yeah. I, I have to let uh, Chris get back dance? to radio. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio every weekday morning, coast to coast. Thank you, big fella. As we continue, we're talking about... Oh, oh, I got you. I got Will Brock be ready to roll Sunday night against Detroit? Or will the Lions roar? All that and more on the way as we continue. And, of course, Harry's got a little taste of what is to come. Harry, take it away. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, if you're the Buffalo Bills, if you want to blow a coverage, can it please not be against Travis Kelsey? He threw up the hearts to his boo-boo. But we're going to get the ball to our best player, D.O. You touched on this earlier. Touchdown, Kelsey. But this is what I love the most. That boy bad. Not just Travis Kelsey, but Jason Kelsey. Get naked. Take your shirt off. Let your taco meat meat, whatever you want to call this show. The Kelsey family, them boys bad. Man, that boy bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Man, that boy bad. That-
Boy, bad boy. Oh, oh, damn, Greeny. That boy, bad. That boy, bad. My goodness, Greeny. <laughs> that boy, bad. So watch him. Come here. Oh, I'm going. Oh, my goodness. That boy, bad. Let's do it again. That boy, bad. All right, it is Harry's opportunity in his own unique fashion to celebrate the best of the best from the week in the NFL. Take it away. Boom, we're going to start with Action Jackson, Lamarvelous. Lamar, we're going to check this one play out. He's going to take it into account into his own hands, rush the football for a touchdown, something that we are accustomed to seeing because Lamar Jackson is phenomenal. But then we're going to fake this 38 truck, and then we're going to throw it to Isaiah Likely. Really love how this young man has stepped up in the absence of their tight end going wait down. Wait for it, wait but for it. Oh, oh, man, come on, man. This is Lamar. This is Lamar. Louisville alum, L1C4. You didn't know what it meant early in the year. But Lamar Jackson, Dan, that boy bad. Jameer Gibbs right here. We call this oh. H-choice coming out of the backfield. Give him choice. two-way go. But the linebacker stands no chance dead in the water. But this play is what I really love. Oh. This safety that he just beat one-on-one is all pro. Watch it from the back angle. If you can't beat a DB one-on-one as a running back, you stand no chance. Jameer Gibbs, that boy Bad. We call that BYOB, Ooh. be your own blocker. Well, last but not least, Christian McCaffrey. Oh. I just talked about beating a safety in the foxhole. <laughs> Look at Christian McCaffrey, Darnell Savage. You drop one pick during the game, at least make the damn tackle. Bad. But he can't because it's Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Keep your head up, son. Eyes to your target. Christian McCaffrey say, I'm gone. But that's not only there. <laughs> Here goes another DB. You got to wrap him up. But you can't because that's the best back in the National Football League. Christian McCaffrey, Jack. Boy, bad. Harry, again, with the move that is sweeping the nation, and we have yours coming in as well. Kmart, come down here and want to talk about Brock Purdy a little bit as we turn our attention to the NFC Championship game. And again, Kmart will be there. She covered the Lions last week, and you have if the you Lions can't, for us you can't this week. Uh, in the meantime. I'll keep my question to myself. I, I, very quickly, I need an update on Debo Samuel before I dive yeah. into his quarterback deeply. Right. What do we know? Bad news. He did not practice yesterday. The good news, though, Greeny, is that Kyle Shanahan said, he is feeling better. But until we know for certain that Debo Samuel will play, this could be up until game time decision. You won't feel particularly good about the 49ers offense because clearly we all know their offense flows through him. Okay, so let's then get into this deeply. And Dan, I have been looking forward all week to asking you this because we didn't have a chance to do it on Monday. Four weeks ago, because I looked it up on ESPN Bet, Brock Purdy was the leading candidate for MVP of the National Football League. Four days ago, we had a question asked on this show, and it didn't seem out of the ordinary. Is Brock Purdy the weak link on the 49ers? Now, those are, two, those are about as far apart from each other as any two phenomena could possibly be. What is the reality through a quarterback's eyes on Brock Purdy? Yeah, first of all, Brock Purdy is an elite producer, mm-hmm. whatever we want to say. Let me say this, actually, to start. The conversation around quarterbacks when it comes to sports media this week has been absolutely ridiculously stupid. We are smarter than this as both people who cover the game and people who are fans of the game. Centrally revolving around Josh Allen and Brock Purdy, okay? The dumb comments I've heard about both those players, we have to get past. Let's educate better. Now, when it comes to Brock Purdy, okay, a couple things. We got, we're in a league with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Let, let me ask everybody at home these questions. See if you can answer them. Let, let's get rid of the easy stuff, right? right? That part of Kyle Shanahan's offense, sometimes it's easy. 
Do you know who the number one quarterback is when it's throwing the ball? The hard throws outside the numbers. Who's the number one quarterback in the NFL? You're going to tell me it's Brock Purdy. I, I Brock, think it's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Okay, so um, who's the number one quarterback in the NFL when it comes to throwing the ball past the first down? Past it, not the easy dunk and dunk. Past the first down marker, who's the most accurate quarterback in football? Brock Purdy. Okay. And, Brock Purdy, 400. Okay, and then <laughs> what, what, who's the best quarterback, the most accurate quarterback this year playing under duress with bad people around, with pressure on me? Who who's is, the number one quarterback in the NFL? Who is Brock, Brock Purdy? Purdy? There you go, Greeny. So you, we, we, you can have all the conversation you want. You are absolutely entitled to your opinion. When you watch tape, this cat can play. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. We he just had absurdity said about Josh Allen, who's not Patrick Mahomes, who's freaking unbelievable. Is he Lamar? No. He doesn't have to be. All I know is this. I've watched every snap of offensive football under Kyle Shanahan as the San Francisco 49ers head coach. And most of the parts are the same since the beginning, except for one. This is the best offense Kyle's had. And the only difference is the cat pulling the trigger. So uh, have your opinion. Have at it. No, he's not Patrick, who's the greatest ever. Why does he need to be? But, well, he doesn't. Uh, in this particular case, he doesn't need to be. But the point is, if you look at the people who, do, who aren't Patrick, who aren't Allen <sighs> and Burrow and Lamar, we routinely take apart for not being one of those elite quarterbacks. And him, we're saying this is more than enough. Now, in this case, it is more than enough. But what I'm saying is, if he were the quarterback in – Let's just say Buffalo. No, Buffalo, he's not performing at Josh's level. No. Right. Uh, uh, fair enough. What's the right thing to say but about it, it? But he doesn't have to be because the system that, he, that he's in and the team that he's on, and he's performing at a high level with his team. Correct. Why are we punishing him for doing that? No, no one is punishing him. No, no, We're no, punishing no, no, him I, for being himself. No, I think, I think we are, and I think the questions are not the right questions. Now, you can say when you look at the four quarterbacks – Who's not the most elite? Okay, Brock Purdy is not Lamar, but he doesn't need to be. When you look at this offense throughout this season, there's a reason. Brock Purdy just wasn't magically in the MVP discussion for no reason. The numbers substantiated why he was in that conversation. And when you talk about efficiency, when you talk about just the, the level of accuracy, why, why are we penalizing this guy because the organization has weapons around him, uh, which is something you want. Uh, we are every asking. I'll tell you right now, the weakest link on the 49ers is yeah. their line of scrimmage on both sides right now. It ain't the quarterback. Fair. Let's take weak link out of the question. Here's my question. Is he a product of the system in which he plays? But yes, we, but every quarterback that's Exactly, a lot of Greeny, quarterbacks Greeny, are. No, no, le, le, like, okay, this is why we got to be smart. Lamar Jackson is a system. But Lamar Jackson is freaking Lamar he's, he's, Jackson. Okay, I get it. So, okay, like, fair enough. There's, fair enough. There's four cats right. that I think have – you know what? Candidly, there's three cats that have unequivocally proven they are greater than the system. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Now, we've had Joe Burrow – and Joe Burrow's been unbelievable, but he's got freakazoids around him. Yeah. He's, but he's been unbelievable. Stafford has been somebody that has kind of teetered that line as well. So to sit here and say, hey, dude, you're really good, and you've got this really good system and really good people around you. By the way, back-to-back NFC title games. And this is his first year as a starter. Now, I will say, a number, numbers that we have to pay attention to are the fact that when Debo's not on the field. Their offensive sure. numbers take a dip. And I'm not paying them $30 million dollars a yes. year, no. I'm up against the clock. We will come back to this, I promise. Another reminder, we got Australian Open coverage tonight. First men's semifinal, you'll see Djokovic against Yannick Sinner, 10.30 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. Every point is there on ESPN Plus. Coming up. 
Hollywood Harbaugh, Jim gets charged up. Does he make them instant Super Bowl contenders? And what happens with Michigan? Shefty will join the conversation next. Get up on ESPN.